Welcome to the All People's Church podcast. We believe in loving God, strengthening families, and developing leaders. We are so excited for you to hear this life-changing message recorded live at one of our worship experiences. Remember to share and subscribe to this podcast and enjoy the message. Have you ever had water in your ear? Anybody? Anybody ever get water in your ear that that kind of heavy discomfort or or sometimes even if you if you you know you're 30,000 feet and you start to descend all of a sudden your your ears begin to uh, just feel that that pressure and and the aggravation the aggravation particularly you know on a plane they they kind of they pop and and they're okay but when when you have water in your ear uh, you may ultimately have to uh, go to a doctor literally for them uh, to take this big massive syringe and to what uh, shoot other water in your ear and all this junk and stuff comes out. Uh, Pastor Jason just had this done. He, his one ear was, was plugged. And, and so it is, it is incredibly irritating. Sometimes you can hear out of it. And then other times you, you can't. And even if you, you can, or sometimes you get that ring in your ear, you, you, wanna, you, you almost want to jump in your ear to get it out because you're like, I've had enough. This is so frustrating. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Pastor Moses already has kind of alluded to our, to our message this morning because last week he talked about something called passive faith, faith that receives. But if I'm going to have faith that receives, how do I, how do I get this faith? How do, how do I receive faith so that I, can I say it this way, so that I can conduct business with God? Pastor, what are you talking about? Well, church, here's what you need to know that if if you're going to have any kind of answer to prayer, if you're going to receive anything from God our Father, you require something, and that something is called faith. Faith is that currency of heaven. Faith is, faith is what gives you access. It's not just that God gives things. Even in salvation, you, you require a level of believing. You require a level of faith so that you can transact with God. This is why the devil wants to steal your faith. This is why our world is, is filled with spiritual noise and distractions and and why do I give you the story about water in the ear because in in the spirit realm that's exactly what the enemy wants to do he he wants to he wants to throw water in your ear <laughs> I was with uh, my my chiropractor she's a she's a woman and and she uh, she was telling me about one of the little children her little children that they came in and he, you know, he was, he was saying, I can't hear my ear, my ear, I can't hear it. And she thought, you know, right, he'll be okay. And, but all day, even at night, my ear, my ear, and, and never mind water. When she finally went to look in his ear, there was like grass in there and dirt in there. And God only knows what, what they had done, but, but they had stuff to, you know, whether he did it himself or someone did it to him as a joke, they, they had stuffed his ear so that he couldn't hear. And that, that, that's what the enemy, and that's what, our, that's what our world is always trying to do. That's why we pray for, for these children, because the enemy is constantly wanting to fill your ear with noise, fill your ear with distraction, so that in reality, you don't hear from God. And if you don't hear from God, you don't receive faith. And then if you don't receive faith, you can't receive anything from God, and, and you're in a catch-22. 
So this morning, I really want to talk to you about the hearing of faith. I've called today's message, Faith That Hears. God wants you to hear. God wants to unplug our spiritual ears so that we can hear what God is saying in this hour. Listen, we hear a lot about what governments are doing, what the devil is doing. We, we, we hear about fires here and wars there and, and catastrophes there and, and more mask mandates coming and lockdowns and all the rest of it, all in hopes that, that we will be terrified, all in hopes that we will be full of fear and that we're not hearing the right source. And I ask you this question, who has your ear? Who has your ear today? Whether it's people, whether it's God, whether it's circumstances and situation, who, who is speaking into your ear? And, and by the way, you know, sometimes some of the most powerful messages can be whispers. Huh? Now, I hate doing that because when Biden does that, I think he's really creepy. So I, I really don't want to do that, but, but, but think about it. Think about it. Watch this. Even, even the prophet said that God spoke to him out of the still, small voice. You know, you know, that, you know that some people cannot even bear to have moments of silence because they don't want to be alone with themselves or, or they don't want to be alone with their thoughts or, 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 or they're, they're maybe terrified that God might speak to them. It's unhealthy. And so I want us to, I want us to get into the word of God this morning. I want you to turn in your Bible to the book of Galatians and we're going to go to the, uh, to the book of Romans because I want to unpack this for you because I really want, I really believe God wants to give us faith that hears so that we will receive from God. Will you stand with me? I'm reading out of the New King James Version. And I love what Pastor Moses said, that the level of your faith is really determined on the level of your hearing. In chapter 3 and verse 1, he, he says, Oh foolish, Galatians, a, a more modern word today would be the word idiot. Imagine if I showed up on a Sunday and I said, Hey, you idiots. Um, that's what he's saying. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? In other words, who cast a spell on you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly betrayed among you as crucified? He says, this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? How did you come to salvation? How did you come to the Spirit of God? Did you do it because you were, you were really good people? You grit your teeth? You somehow pleased God? No, no, no. He says, you came by the hearing of faith. He says, are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit? Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law? or by the hearing of faith? Does he do it because you're a good person or does he do it because you believe and you hear something? Now watch. Just as Abraham believed God, we'll talk about Abraham today, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Why? Remember, Abraham was called from a pagan society. Many gods. But he believed God, he heard the voice of God, and he followed God. He goes, therefore, Know that only those who are of faith are the sons of Abraham. 
And then he says in, in Romans 10, 16, but they have not all obeyed the gospel for Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? Now watch what he says. So then faith comes by hearing. Everybody touch your ear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I, he says, but I say, have, have they not heard? Yes, indeed. Their sound has gone out to all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. Father, even as we're standing here in your presence, I pray, Lord, that as we preach today, as, as your word go forth, Lord, that ears will be opened, that sound will be heard, truth will be heard, that, that noise and disruption will be broken, that God, we will hear clearly sound, sound like we've never heard before, whether we're here in this room or live. And I pray these things in Jesus' mighty name and all God's people said, amen. High five a few people before you're seated. Will you do that? I can almost, I can almost guarantee you that you never consider what you are hearing in the moment. I, I, you know, hearing is one of those things as we go about our, our daily lives that you are, you are hearing sounds all the time. Some of them you're aware of. The majority of them of, that are probably in the background, you never really consider them unless it's like a, a siren or some kind of big bang goes off or, or a sound that you don't recognize. You don't even consider what you're hearing because your mind is actually only picking up a few things. And, and the reality is this, that you don't only hear with your ears, you hear with your mind. Your ear picks up sounds and then your mind says, this is what it is. That's why when you hear a sound in your house that you're not familiar with and your mind can't tell you what it is, you're like, what's that noise? I got I, you know, there's, a, there's something in the basement. I got to go find out what's in the basement because the reality is you're not only hearing with your ears, you're hearing with your mind. Are you with me so far? But then, but then you're not only hearing with your ear, you know, how many know that you might have big ears, but that doesn't make you a good hearer? Don't look at anybody's ears right now. I, of course, what are you going to do? You're going to look, oh, I never noticed their ears, right? But, but you actually have something called the inner ear. The, the inner ear is where the real hearing takes place. That, that vibration that comes from the outer ear into the inner ear and then the mind says to your ear, here's what you are hearing. And, and what Paul is telling us is that faith actually doesn't originate in your heart, it originates in your hearing. Now some of you will be, well pastor, what if somebody is deaf? Because I'm not just talking about natural ears, I'm talking about supernatural ears. This is why Jesus would teach, and then he would say something strange. He would say this. He would say, whoever has an ear to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. Whoever has an ear to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying, which says to me that not everybody has an ear. Not everybody can hear God. That's why sometimes, you know, we will, we will quote Scripture, we'll refer to the Bible, and sometimes people read the Bible. Have you ever noticed? They don't get more faith, they get more angry. They get more hostile. See, if, if you're not approaching the Bible, the Word of God, with a right ear, you know what this Word is going to do to you? It's actually going to harden you. 
It's going to make you more upset. It's going to frustrate you. You're, you're going to find flaws with it, and you're going to start saying it, it contradicts itself, and it's hate literature and all, all the rest of the stuff that's going on. How, how can the same Bible soften some and harden others? But, but, but you know what the reality is? My friends, the reality is this is not a normal book. This is a living book. That, that not only do you read this book, this book reads you. Huh? This book, this book examines you, it x-rays you, it, it convicts you, it corrects you, it cleanses you. That's why a lot of people don't want to touch it. Huh? You want, you want to freak people out? Let, let, listen, the next time you go to a restaurant, you don't have to say a word. Just bring a Bible and put it on the table. <laughs> go to a meeting and bring your Bible. Just, just lay it on the table. Watch what happens. Huh? Now watch. The people that know the book and the people that are people of the book will love the book. They will gravitate to you. But those that don't love the book, man, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna fly away like flies from a raid, let me tell you. It's a powerful book. And, and so the, the written pages, we, we have a Greek word called the logos. The logos is the written word. And you know what the written word is? The written word is the written words that describe Jesus. Even in the Old Testament. This is why Pastor Moses and I, we just did a podcast. You know, people that are teaching, you don't need the Old Testament. You don't need to read it. You don't, you know. Listen, listen. The Old Testament are the words about Jesus. That, that's where the early church lived by. Jesus said, you, you search the scriptures, they speak of me. It's the Logos. It's the written word. But something happened. Well, when Jesus came in the flesh... The written word became the rhema. The rhema is the, the Greek word that says, that, that really communicates the living word. So the written word became the living word that then became the resurrected word. Are you with me? Now, this verse here, in Romans and in Galatians, when it talks about faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, that word is not logos, it's actually rhema. It means that faith comes by the living word or the spoken word. But church, let me say this. The best rhema still comes from the Logos. That when you, come on, give God praise, somebody. That when you, when, when you read a portion of scripture and all of a sudden, it, have you had this experience? The word becomes, it becomes alive to you. Uh, do you remember when Jesus was, was, was with the woman at the well and, and, and they went and got him lunch and they came back and then he's like, I'm not hungry. And, 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 and then he said, I, I have food you know not of. You know what he was eating? He, he, he was eating the word of God. He was being satisfied by the word of God. This, this is the spiritual manna. This is why Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, every rhema that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's how you get faith. It's the spoken word that becomes alive in your hearing, in, in your inner man, in your inner man, in your spirit, because you hear with your mind, you hear with your heart, and all of a sudden faith, faith arises in your heart because of the spoken word. So church, let me just say this, the prerequisite to receiving anything from God has to be faith. It's that currency. It's that access. It's, it's what gives you confidence with God because you believe. And at the end of the day, church, you know what? For all that God requires, do you know what he really wants? He wants faith. 
Just believe. God says, just believe that, that what I have said is true. Despite circumstances and situations and voices that, that are contrary, just believe that what I say is true. And believe me that what I'm telling you is true. And so the devil knows this. And the world knows this. And, and so they're like, well, if, if faith comes by hearing, then we're going to plug their hearing. We're going to create all this background noise. We're going to create this disturbance. We're, we're going to create, you know, bangs and all kinds of ruckus. And we'll, we'll fill their ears with water and we'll put dirt in there. And, and we'll plug their hearing so they can never hear from their father. Because faith cometh from hearing. See, people think that, oh, oh, pastor, faith starts in my heart. I, 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 I just kind of chant. I believe, I believe, I believe, 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 I believe. No, no, no. The, the, the Bible method is this. You hear faith. You hear faith. You know, as Pastor Moses was talking about, there's a story of, of a woman in Mark chapter, um, Mark chapter 7 and verse 27. I believe that's the, Pastor Ranjit, do I have that right? Or is it Mark 5? Mark 5 and 27, there it is. And, and this is the woman that had the issue of blood. She had gone to doctors. She had spent all her money. She was now broke, destitute. She didn't know what to do. But in Mark 5 and 27, it says, when she heard about Jesus, when she heard about him, you see, she heard about him, and then she heard that he was coming. My friends, can I submit to you that way before she saw him, she heard him. Way before she saw him, she heard. She had heard about his power. She had heard about his, 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 his anointing. She had heard about his reputation. And she heard he's coming down the street. He's, he's on his way. And somehow she found her way. And she said, "All I, I don't have to talk to him. I, I, don't, I don't have to see him face to face. If I could just touch. If I could just reach out. If I could just get the hem of his garment. Something is going to happen. What happened, church? Somewhere she heard faith. Somewhere where she heard about him, faith rose in her heart. Expectation rose in her heart. Hope rose in her heart. Despite all losing her money, despite all the things she had been with doctors and physicians and all, all the examinations that she had gone through and, and all the times of failure and all the times of lost hope. And here we go again. My friends, when she heard Jesus was coming, it made all the difference. And he's walking along. And all of a sudden, the Bible says there's a throng of people. Everybody, think about it, jostling and you know trying to get position. And if he's speaking, because they he was on assignment, he was he was going to raise somebody's daughter. And and all of a sudden, he stops. And he says, "This who touched me?" And, and the disciples say, "Lord, you got to be kidding me." That's my that's my vernacular. They're like, "You got to be kidding me!" Like. Everybody's touching you. Everybody's jostling you. Everybody, every, everybody's, you know, connecting with you. And, and he's like, no, no, no. This was a different type of touch. Oh, you know, you know what's amazing, Pastor Moses? We gotta have people touching the Lord, but then we have people that know how to touch the Lord. Huh? He said, no, no, no. This is a, this is a different type of touch. He said, virtue left my body. Virtue, watch this. She touched the hem of his garment, but the virtue left his body. Huh? It, she didn't touch his foot. She, she, she didn't touch his ankle. Just, just the hem. The tassel, really, the tassel of his garment. And he said, no, no, somebody made a withdrawal. Now watch this. I want you to catch this. That Jesus wasn't really even uh, active in the miracle. 
He just happened to be present. That woman's faith took it from him. Huh? Huh? Some people have an attitude, well, 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 God doesn't want to give it to me. What does it matter? Your faith will take it. Huh? Well, 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 God's going to say no to me. What does it matter? If you have faith, it's going to take it. Because God is motivated by faith. God loves to respond to people by faith, even when he's active in it or not. And the Bible says he stops to find out who touched me. Who touched me? Who took this virtue from me? And church, I want to just tell you something. It doesn't matter sometimes. I, I remember years ago, I wasn't even the pastor. Uh, there was another pastor, and, and you know, God had begun my healing ministry. And, and so this, the pastor said, there's a woman coming. I think she was from the States. He says, you know, she has a, a blood issue, not like this woman. It wasn't a, a feminine blood issue. It was a blood issue. And, and the woman was like pale gray. Like she was, he said to me, she's going to die. If God doesn't touch her, um, she's going to die, and I want you to pray for her. And I was like, okay, well, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll pray. But when I, when I saw the woman, when I saw the woman, what my, what my eyes saw was a dying person. I thought, wow, she doesn't look good. But what I heard in the spirit, God spoke to me and said, I'm going to heal this woman. How many know that when you hear from God, it doesn't matter what the evidence is? Huh? And so I said to her, I said, um, I said, I want to pray for you. You know, the pastor gave me her name and I said, I want to pray for you. And, and she looked at me like stone cold, not the wrestler, but just stone cold. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm like, you don't believe me. I could tell you don't believe me. And you know what? This came out of my mouth. I said, it doesn't matter what you believe. I said, because I believe for you. I have faith for you. Huh? Huh? She was an unbelief. Honestly, she was an unbelief, but it didn't matter to me. I'm like, your sickness doesn't matter. Your, your, your resistance doesn't matter. Your unbelief doesn't matter because I have faith from God and God's going to heal you. So I pray for her. One year later, I never heard anything else about it. We went on with service. One year later, this woman comes into the church. She comes right up to me and says, do you know who I am? I said, you know, ma'am, we meet a lot of people. I said, I really don't know who you are. She said, I'm the woman. I said, yeah, I meet a lot of women. She goes, no, the woman that was dying with the blood issue. I said, you got to be kidding me. Because I didn't recognize her. Completely healed, completely whole. I believe she's still, she's still alive today. You see, church, what am I trying to say to you? What I'm trying to say to you is sometimes you may not even have faith for yourself, but if someone else has heard it, if somebody else has that gift for you, all God, listen, all God says, I just need somebody. I just need somebody that has faith. I, I, I don't know if the paralyzed man, Pastor Ranjeev, if he had the faith, but I know there were four guys that carried this guy a long way. And even when they were resisted at the door, they said, we ain't stopping here. We're going to break through the roof because we have faith. I love what... I love how Bishop tells the story. Like Bishop says, he goes, you know, I really believe those four brothers got up there and they said, I really believe they just dropped him. I mean, he was paralyzed. What was going to happen? You know? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> what? what is the worst? Pastor Rajiv, that could happen to him at this point, right? 
How do I know? And it says, you got to catch the scenario. Boom. And then Jesus, watch this. Jesus now is not even looking at the paralyzed man. Because even if he's dead, he's like, I'll just bring him back. The Bible says, looking at their faith. Can you see them up there going? The guy that's not moving. When he saw their faith. When he saw their faith. Church, when he saw their faith. Pastor Moses made a comment yesterday, last week when, when he says that as God's people, every once in a while, we need to be persuaded. Uh, Paul said, I, I am persuaded. It's, it, can I say this, church? I, I, I really believe that God does not have an issue with doubt. God's issue is with unbelief. God realizes that we are going to struggle, that we are going to doubt. As a matter of fact, even when Jesus was resurrected, the, the, the Bible says that some of the disciples, they doubted. They're like... Can this be? Are, are, are our eyes fooling us? Is, is, is this really him? And the Bible says some doubt. God, God has no issues with your doubts and even bringing your doubts. Where, where, where God gets, uh, where God struggles, is, if he struggles, if I could use that word, is when our doubts become unbelief. Yes. And then our hearts get hard. Don't we call it hard of hearing? How many know that some of the most hard of hearing people are not deaf. Huh? Your children have this particular skill. Huh? They hear you. They hear you. But they don't hear you. But then if you just whisper, pizza, boom, they're hearing. <laughs> Hallelujah, praise God, I've been healed. How, what, what was that I heard? Because people hear what they want to hear. Yeah. The church, what do you want to hear? And do you want to hear the word of God? Do you, want to, do you want to hear the rhema of God? Or do you want to hear something else? Would you rather hear the noise and all the spiritual junk that, that fills up our, our hearing and fills up our mind? And then, and then we wonder why we don't hear from God. But church, listen, listen. God is a talker. God loves to talk. God is a communicator when people say, oh, pastor, I don't hear from God. Impossible. God's a talker. But we listen intermediary. We're not always in listening mode. God's always in talk mode. We're not always in listening mode. And so... God comes along and he persuades us and he convinces us and, and he reminds us of who he is and he reminds us of our promises and, and he reminds us of his nature and that, and that he is good and that he cares for us and, and we become persuaded and then when we become persuaded, somewhere faith comes into our heart and, and once that faith is cemented, listen, nobody can shake you. I, it don't matter what their, what their articulation is, what their ideas are, what their evidence is. No one is ever going to shake me from the idea that Jesus is the Son of God. It is cemented. But church, if the devil persuades you, that also becomes faith. And that also becomes cemented. And sometimes as God's people, we have more faith in unbelief than we do in God. We have more faith in the lies 
And, and I'll be honest with you, church, I need to be persuaded. You know, I, you know, I, I, I try to keep up with what's, what's happening and what's going on and trying to discern the voice of the Lord. And, and, you know, sometimes you get inundated with the news and this is happening and that's happening. And, and all of a sudden, all the, all the doubt, all the fear, all the stuff that wants to come on you. And, and, and then you have to get into the presence of God to hear the word of the Lord so that God can persuade you that I'm still in charge, that I still have a plan, that faith still comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's amazing in, in John 8, 43, listen to what, what Jesus said to the religious people. They were giving him a hard time. He says, why don't you understand my speech? He said, because you are not able to listen to my word. There, there are people, you're like, you're like, how come they don't get it? Because they're not able because they don't have an ear, you, you ought to be thankful. You ought to have gratitude. You ought to, you ought to have a sense of blessing that you hear faith. You hear God. You hear that God has called you from your miserable life that you were living before. Huh? And it's not that, church, listen, it's not that God wants to recycle you. It's not that, oh, I, you know, I want to improve you a little bit. I want to put some new tires on you. No, the Bible teaches us that we were spiritually dead. When you heard the voice of God, you were dead. Yes. You understand the world. You know, you, know, you know this fascination with zombies? There's a lot of zombies out there. The walking dead. I had, a, I had a flat tire just, uh, was it this week, Pastor Moses? This week, right? Over 400 bucks to fix this. Um, but I tell you, something happened in this flat tire. This man comes um, to pick up the car. It happened here in the parking lot. Personally, I think it was Pastor Moses. But anyway, <laughs> So, um, this man comes and, and you know he's not he's not dressed the tow truck driver he's not dressed the best and and um, he had a hat on was was in the thirties this past that, that particular day and so we were just talking a little bit and he says you're the pastor I said I am I said can I ask you a question I said it's really hot out here why are you wearing this hat. He said to me, Pastor, he said, um, it's my badge of honor. I said, what kind of badge of honor? He said, well, he says, I, I, I've been rejected by everybody, my family, the closest people to me. He says, I'm basically homeless. He says, I, I, wear, I wear this hat as, as a badge of honor. I said to him, I'm really sorry to hear that. And then he he tried to fluff it off. Like, you know, people go, oh, you know, well, it is what it is. And, you know, he's, he's doing the whatever. But to me, I'm like, no, 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 this isn't what it is. It is. And I, I, just, I just kept talking to him. Kept connecting with him. And then he said, you know, I, I need the address to where to take the car. And so he's taking the car. And, and I said to him, sir, what, what is your name? He gave me his name. I, I gave him my name. And. And then from the truck, he reaches out and he grabs my hand. Now, in his, this is what he said in his vernacular. He said to me, sir, I'm really impressed by you. 
My translation of that, because I didn't do anything impressive, my translation of that was he felt something. He felt something. I'm not saying that God had my tire punctured uh, for this particular reason, but I believe that all things work together. And, And it's almost like what Paul is saying, how will they hear unless there is a preacher? Um, if God says to me, would you spend $400 on a tire if we could touch a soul? Because I guarantee you to this day, that man has not forgotten that encounter. He picks up all kinds of cars and, and, and meets all kinds of people, but I'm telling you there, I knew there was a God moment. He felt something. Church, you know, we, we make it so weird. God just says, be naturally supernatural. Just allow me to speak through you, work through you, live through you, and, and other people will, will hear faith. Other people will understand it. And in the midst of this, Pastor Jason, we started to talk about the food hub and, you know, if you needed food. And you know what he said to me? He said, he said to me, Pastor, He said, I've never seen so many broken people in our country. He said to me, I've never seen so many people begging. He goes, I've I've never seen so many lost people. So many people, he's, he's telling me this. And then he would say, so this is the church, huh? I said, yeah, that's the church. And you're the pastor. Yeah. I'm the pastor and we're here for you because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and I still you know my tires fixed and I still cannot shake that moment I'll be honest with you say God what 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 did you do in that moment and by the way church I may not be pastor Ranjeev the finality of that I, I may not be the one that ultimately closes the deal spiritually but I had a part I had a part maybe to say I don't know maybe today's not wearing his hat I don't know can I give you a, a few practical things and we're, and we're done I'm going to close and so how do I how do I practically hear faith how do I practically hear faith one of the things I would say church and I've got so, so much more to share but one of the things that I would say is read your Bible out loud out loud and if you don't have a Bible get a Bible I I, I get the digital stuff but honestly and maybe I'm just old school but man there is just something about turning the pages and reading the Bible huh it's just something about and if you can't afford a Bible we'll buy you a Bible read it out loud and and not only read your Bible out loud, but pray out loud. Pray so you hear yourself. You know, Pastor Ralph, you know the family and the kids. Go into the garage. I don't care where you go. Go into your car. Pray. Pray out loud. Pray in tongues. And, and you're like, well, I don't speak in tongues. Well, we'll get you filled with the Holy Ghost. Huh? Pray in the supermarket. They just got to think you're a foreigner. Just pray in the Spirit. 
They're going to be like, what country are you from? I'm from heaven. Praise God. I pray in tongues every time I go to the gas station now. I'm like, My God. My God. Listen to the word of God out loud. Listen, and, and, and I've got to work on this one. Honestly, I said to Pastor Moses, I've got to work on this one. We, we, we need to hear more testimonies. We, we need to hear about what God is legitimately doing now. I, gotta, I don't have the full answer. I'm going to figure it out. I will figure it out. To hear what God, not, not what God did in 1973. I want to hear what God's doing now. What God's doing now. I'm going to show you a video of what happened this past week at our church. When we had the, the, the food hub and the, and the backpacks, we had, the line went from here all the way around the building. We, we did a little video on it, and, and, and I'm just going up to people like, God bless you, and you know, hey, and talking to the kids and what have you, because, because I want them to know this is what God is doing now, because God loves them now. The church, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. There, there, there is something to the generation that, you know, is before us, if you will, that, man, they've walked with God. And they've seen some things with God. They, they, have, they have seen God do things that we have not seen. But you think, you see, because we have this in with the new and out with the old idea, that there are people in our midst that, that, are, that are of an older uh, elk, of an older generation. I'm telling you, they know God. I can't tell you how many Sundays, usually it's, I get these little, these little Caribbean women, man, they, they, the older women, they come up to me, Pastor. <laughs> you carry on, Pastor. You'll, you'll preach the word of God. Yeah. <laughs> they know God. Yes. They know God. Yes. Get with people that know God. Get with, get with people that that have believed God and they've seen God do things. You know, in the Old... I, oh, i got to stop. In, in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, the way the, the faith was actually passed on was by word of mouth. Generation to generation. It says it in the Psalms that you have a responsibility. Parents, you have a responsibility to tell those children about God, about who God is, about what God has done. You know that precious Emily of mine? They were going to chop her leg off. Three years old, flesh-eating disease, put us in isolation in Sunnybrook. They were going to cut her leg off. I can't tell you the, the hours in the middle of the night. If you've ever been in the Sunnybrook, uh, uh, not, not, not Sunnybrook, Sick Kids Hospital, uh, they have like, uh, it, it, you could see the, the floors, levels to levels. I remember the floor we were on. I, I, would, I would walk. I would walk up and down that aisle in the night. I would walk up and down the aisle. And God gave me a rhema word. Here was the rhema word. Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. And I would walk, I would walk that hallway and I would say the name of the Lord is Jehovah Rapha. The name of the Lord is the God that heals me. You're going to heal my daughter. They're not going to cut her leg off. I'm going to bring my daughter out of here. 
And God heard me. God heard me because I had faith. And sometimes I'll tell you, sometimes church, you need aggressive faith. Sometimes you need to get up and believe God. say, I won't back down. I won't stand down. I'm going to believe God and trust God because I have a rhema word. You're nuts. You're out of your mind. And I, I remember they, they wheeled her into that MRI. Honestly, church, I've never had an experience. I really felt like my head, the pressure of my head, I'm telling you, was, was, I felt like my head was going to explode. But God touched me. But God touched me. We brought Emily out of that hospital. I'm going to give you a testimony. We brought her out of that hospital. They said you could take her. And by the way, they had her on if my medical uh, vancomycin. Vancomycin is the highest level of antibiotics they have. They had her on the highest level. At that time, it was $1,000 for every, every gram, every vial. I said to the doctor, I said, doctor, what... What, what, what do we do after this? He looked at me and said, Mr. Soldano, after this, there's nothing. This is it. We're, everything we give her, she just, it just backfires. Or whatever this thing is. And I thought, we're at the end. If we're at the end, we need God. We took her home. She's three years old. And all of a sudden, she's limping. She's limping, 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 limping. We're like, Emily, what's, what's, why are you limping? My, my, my ankle, Daddy, my ankle. Back to the doctor. We take her back to the doctor. Then they said, well, it left her leg, but there's a little bit of infection left in her heel. Now I'm mad. I go back to God, and the Lord speaks to me. The Lord says, gave me a scripture. He said, the Egyptians you see today, you shall see no more. I said to Emily, because you got to speak faith. I said, Emily, we had to go see the doctor that day. I said, Emily, the Egyptians you see today, you will see no more. She's three years old. We're, we're in the hospital, back to sick kids. Doctor comes in. You know, they have the white gowns and everything. And out loud, she says, Daddy, I'm so tired of these Egyptians. <laughs> and the doctor looked at me. He said, what did she say? I say, kids say the darndest things, dog. <laughs> and besides, this three-year-old has an ear to hear, but if I tell you, you won't get it. You might be educated, Mr. Doctor, and, and we appreciate everything you do, but, but there are some things that belong to the people that hear by the Spirit of God. 